Welcome back to Dating After Death, a podcast dedicated to the journey of finding love again after losing your forever person. And I'm your not-so-anonymous host. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know all of our guests talk about the power of therapy in their life. I'm pretty sure I haven't talked to a single person who hasn't talked about therapy. And I am right on board with that because I am realizing that so many things in my life need to be processed with a professional. I mean, my mind is always spinning and there's a lot going on. This is a complicated post-traumatic experience that we're living and it is so helpful to have somebody to talk to. BetterHelp is an amazing resource for us. It's just convenient. You can do it from your house. You have many ways to choose the therapist that you work with and can continue to work with different people until you find the perfect fit. Also, another option for you is to do couples therapy with somebody new, perhaps, that you are managing a new relationship with. Or if you have teenagers who could benefit from therapy, BetterHelp also offers that. So if you are considering BetterHelp and you would use the podcast code, that also helps support the podcast. So it is betterhelp.com slash death. I'm super grateful for their sponsorship and really hopeful that if you are in search of therapy, you will check it out. As they seem to say in showbiz, my next guest needs no introduction. If you're listening to my podcast, I'm assuming you already know about the singing widow, Jess Ayers. I found her because of her hilarious reels and her straightforward, no BS approach to talking about widowhood. Jess has been widowed for longer than most of the people I talk to. And I think that gives us a very unique perspective into what this is like years down the road. But also we kind of just keep it light. And she talks with me about her marriage to Justin and then also how she met Don and how they fell in love and kind of where they are in their life now. Also have to lead in with some of her music. They were actually gigging for their career. So this lead in piece is from Air's music and I have Jess's approval to play it for you. So give it a listen. Okay, so me and Justin met super young. We met in church. We were good goodies. <laughs> I was 14 and he was 16. Oh my we, gosh. Yes, we fell in love super, super young. And that was it for me. I knew I was going to marry him and we were going to have babies and live the rest of our life together. And people thought, y'all are crazy. You're so young. What are you so busy focused on love for when, you know, you just need to be a kid? Yeah. And um, he was all that mattered to me. I mean, he he just changed my life and my whole life just kind of shifted from whatever I was interested in at the time to to him. Mm. And that was that was the beginning of our love story. And then six years later, well, I walked my high school graduation with an engagement ring. So oh my we, were gosh, engaged, really? we were engaged <gasps> yes, when I was a senior and we got married a year later. So was that like unusual? Sometimes regionally things are slightly different. So like, were there other people who were engaged to be married? Oh no, I was okay. the only, yeah, I was. I don't want to sound ignorant. <laughs> no, I was not the norm. And, you know, I just had one foot out the door from the, you know, from the time I met him, I was ready to be an adult and be yeah. married, which sometimes I look back and I'm like, well, you should have just enjoyed being a kid, but. You can't change, you know, how you feel at the time. But yeah, it was very yeah. abnormal. <laughs> okay. Were you also one of those? So I was totally one of those kids that was like getting married in kindergarten on the playground. And like, I always had my eye on some boy to be my boyfriend. Was that you? Or was this like, he was it? So you were like a hopeless romantic, basically, oh, totally. from when you were young. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think that I was like that. Like, I was boy crazy. I was mm -hmm. definitely boy crazy from the time I was probably in kindergarten. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, who am I going to marry? It was just more like I liked the attention I got from yeah. boys. I thought boys were cute. And when I met Justin, I mean, I was in middle school. Oh, my God. And, and so – I have a middle school daughter. <laughs> I know. I think about that now. Like I see middle schoolers and I'm like, oh, my God, I was 14 and I was in love. Like, oh, my gosh. 
And yeah, so it just, I don't know, it just hit me. Like he just changed me. I just fell so hard. And I know that it was like, it was teenage love at the time, but it really was able to shift into the real deal. Yeah. And like teenage love is so heightened because everything when you're a teenager is heightened. It's like, yes, it was so heightened. So in love, you know, we would lay there and, you know, we actually saved ourselves for marriage. We didn't, we weren't intimate until we got married because we were going to go to church kids. Yeah. So, um, Hence the high school engagement. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. That's why we got to get married soon. Um, So we would just cuddle and lay there and gaze into each other's eyes, you know, hours on end. You know, yeah. And how long were you married? We were married just one month shy of 11 years. Okay. How would you sort of like describe your marriage in general? We had the funnest marriage. Mm. We just like our love story and meeting each other at such a young age, our marriage was not normal. We were Mm -hmm. like rock stars in our minds anyways. Um, (laughs) Justin was just, he was a phenomenal guitar player from the time he was probably like 13 years old. Wow. So he was kind of one of those people that blew other, you know, uh, major older guitar players' minds. I mean, he was like a virtuoso. So I was a singer. He was a guitar player. So our life was music. And we were, that was what we were focused on, our careers and playing music together. I like to say we were like Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham, (laughs) (laughs) except without all the toxic stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Did you gig together? Yes, we wrote songs together. We played oh together. Oh. Um, we did that for almost 10 years. Yeah. Holy cow. We toured the country together. That was our life. Oh, my goodness. I just like, I I have um, like the idiotiest bit of connection to that just because, so my husband and I were, were also both musicians and we did a lot of stuff through the church. So we had like lead worship together and all this stuff. And that was one of the things after he died where I was like, nobody gets this. Nobody gets like to be partnered with somebody you can make music with and do something so special together with that you both love. Like it felt like this special thing. And that was like probably one one hundredth of what the two of you were doing. It was it was incredible. I would have to say like our romantic relationship. um, Obviously, that was all first. But then we had this bond over music. I mean, it was probably always at the forefront of our relationship. Mm -hmm. And we made it work. It wasn't like something that caused stress or anything. Like, Justin was my biggest fan. Like, he thought that Mm -hmm. I was the most amazing singer and performer on the planet. And Mm -hmm. I thought he was insane because I was like, you're (laughs) the talented one. Like, what are you Mm -hmm. talking about? So we were just each other's biggest fan and it just worked and it was, it was like magic, you know, it was just so beautiful, amazing. Were there hard things about that too, about like being in business together as a married couple? Yes. I think just anything that comes along with it. Um, Justin was kind of a lazy person. Um, hmm. He was so talented, but he was one of those people that never really had to to work hard to, to, to get stuff. Yeah. Everything just came natural. I was like the hard worker, you know, Mm -hmm. I always had to work hard. So I was kind of always the one like, you know, booking us. Yeah. Let's do more. Let's do this. He's just like, no, I'm just happy. Just playing the corner bar to five people, (laughs) you know, that was, and I was more like, no, we need to be on a big stage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and what happened at the end? He, uh, we decided to finally have a child And it was when I was kind of ready to step away from music because I knew Mm -hmm. we couldn't really continue that together. And so I got pregnant right away and we bought a house and we started to build our nursery. We were just went through the whole pregnancy. It was after 10 years of being married, we were ready. You know, that was a long time to be married before having a baby. Yeah. So when you get married at that age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got married so young. Yeah. So we, you know, we were just excited parents ready to have a baby and everything went well. And I had, you know, a few minor complications during labor, but it was, you know, it was a fairly dramaless situation. The baby was born, everything was wonderful. And we came home and, um, something happened the night before he passed away was he, I was nervous. I have anxiety. And so I was like, something's wrong with me. I had um, a placenta issue. Mm. 
uh, where my placenta wouldn't detach when I mm-hmm. had the baby. So they freak, they freak you out, right? Oh, if yeah. you experience this or experience that, you know, postpartum bleeding. Yeah. So um, I was all nervous and I was crying and I was like, something's going to happen. Like, I just feel like something's going to happen. Like, I don't want to die. And the baby did not have a mom. Mm. And um, Justin said, uh, well, I, I know how you feel because this whole time during your pregnancy, I felt like something was going to happen to me that was going to take me away mm. from you. Whoa. And now I know it's all going to be okay. Oh, so man. he said that to me like I think 10 hours before he died. Stop. I mean, I cannot make this up. It's, oh it's still like gives me chills and haunts me. So, and I feel like this is the second interview I've done in a row where there's been like something bizarre like that. Just like an, a sense of intuition. It was really, really strange. Oh. And I, I'll get there in a minute, but it, it took me a couple of days for that moment to come back to me after he yeah. died. So um, less than 10 hours later, we had gone to our pediatrician because she was going to be out of town. So we're like, oh, we got to get in with this pediatrician. Like it was so important. Like she was the one I wanted. So we had been home not 24 hours and we were home. Uh, we had some people coming over that night, like family, because everybody wanted to meet the baby. Yeah. So Justin's stepmom was over, his aunt and his cousin, and we were waiting for the rest of the people to get there. And I had just taken a nap and I was up and we were just hanging out in our living room and we were, we had to get the food for the people that were coming over. So Justin's aunt said, oh, it's time to go get the food Hmm. and I'm going to go. So she stands up to go and Justin stands up and says, I'll go with you. And I mean, he almost couldn't finish his sentence before we heard a loud noise. And that was the moment he was killed. So, oh I mean, we're, we're literally sitting there having a conversation about, I say, fried chicken, because that's what they were picking up. And he was he was killed because our well, we didn't know what was happening at the time. Obviously, we all went into panic mode. You know, I mm-hmm. immediately looked to, to try to find my child who was in yeah. his cousin's arms. And she said, she's fine. She's fine. And we didn't know what happened. And then I heard his aunt say, Justin. And I looked over and he was on the ground. Mm. And that was when I obviously lost my mind. Yeah. And um, we thought somebody was was shooting at us. We thought there was like a drive-by shooting or something. Yeah. I didn't live in a bad neighborhood. And that's a question people ask me, like, were you in a bad neighborhood? No, I lived in a perfectly fine neighborhood. Yeah. Um. And so he, you know, he died instantly. Um, Basically, the second he stood up was when we call it a stray bullet, but it was a neighbor behind us. And he wasn't even a neighbor. He was a convicted felon who was squatting in the house who I had seen occasionally ride his bicycle by, was -hmm. playing with a gun. And the bullet managed to come over 200 yards to our home, dodge every single tree in the way. There was 25 trees. Oh my God. And come through our window and it hit Justin literally the second he stood up because he was sitting down and then stood up. What? And it happened at that exact second. Oh my gosh. Authorities used, they, they said, you know, it was a one in affinity. You know, you couldn't make that shot if you tried. How do you handle that mentally? That is like, did you play that over in your mind a million times? A million times. And it it took oh, me a yeah. really long time to wrap my brain around it and to yeah. really accept it. Yeah. Because I had a lot of anger and resentment and like, uh-huh. well, why me? Like, why did this happen at this exact moment? You know, we as us widows, we I, I do a lot of videos about the it was meant to be. Yeah you know, comment. And I think that one really hit me hard Mm -hmm. because everybody wanted to say, well, it wouldn't have happened like that at that exact moment had it not been been meant to be. Why why do people think that's helpful? (laughs) I think even at some point I had to tell myself that. I I mean, I don't know that I I really ever believe The chance of that happening is so wild that I understand people's people's reaction to say that, right? Yeah. People just don't have a filter. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I obviously, I was in a very, very dark place for a while. I was three days postpartum. Oh, my God. My baby was three days old and I lost my husband. So my life was 
you know, turned upside down and, and um, yeah, just not the way it should happen in, wow. in life. Yeah. A lot of times for these interviews, I feel like it's people who have lost their spouse more recently. So I know their story already, or um, I have like gone back and looked through, but I have never actually read or heard that story before. And it is, that's a lot. That, yeah. Yeah, wow. it is. Um, it's, you know, obviously I still have my moments, you know, I'm eight mm-hmm. years out from his death. So yeah, it is not as recent, but I do still have my moments where I'll just be sitting there and I'm like, can I cuss on here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll just be sitting there and I'll think, what the fuck? Like, yeah. seriously, you know, of course. how did that happen? How did that happen? Okay. So this is a big question I have for you because a lot of, again, a lot of the people that I talked to were sort of more recent to the game, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, we're all connecting on Instagram, which is like, so therapeutic and wonderful. I I wish I had it. I wish I had that in my first year of widowhood. That's my question for you is like, where, where was the support for you or who was it? Or like, cause you've been doing the Instagram thing a while too, right? Yes. I've I've been blogging. I started a blog about a year and a half after Justin died. I went dark for like a Mm -hmm. year. Like I didn't get on social media I, tr- I shut it off. Like I just, I couldn't, I wasn't kind of, I'm very open now. I, I was not like that my first year. Like it, I, I commend, you know, people who are in their first year and they can be so open about it because I was just so dark. Like, I don't really know how to explain it other than that. I was just focused on being a mom yeah. and sharing sure, my grief story or whatever. That was the last thing on my mind. I just wanted it all to go away. Yeah, And you have to also keep in mind that Justin's death, when he was killed, it literally went viral with, with before oh, wow. viral was really, you know, because this was in 2014. Yeah. So we had national reporters calling my phone because the news of the three-day-old baby's father being killed by the stray bullet was national. Oh, my god! And gosh. so I wanted it to go away. I was like, why is, you know, we had... Uh, mm-hmm people camping out on our yard, trying to get our picture. Like it was very, yeah, it was very public. So I kind of did the opposite and just kind of reclused in. But if there had been like a community, like, you know, for me to kind of like join in, I would have so been there. Um, But it really wasn't there. So just a super quick plug here for Dana Frost's Forced Joy Project, because she is setting up a community and I really just want to support that work. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go check out her page. I think it's really going to be so amazing. Yeah, it's very interesting. So how long have you been doing the singing, Widow? I would probably say like 2016. Oh, so for a while. Yeah, I've been blogging yeah. for a while. I started freelance blogging, and so I started writing for different platforms like um, Pop Sugar and other mm-hmm. other. You know, I've done quite a few guest pieces and things like that. Um, yeah, my Instagram actually started out as my personal Instagram. Yeah, and it used to be the Airs Music, which was my band with Justin. Yeah. And I changed it like a year and a half after he died to the singing widow. And I was like, well, I'll just take this over and use it, you know? Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, it's great and and like sassy and fun and honest and real. And thank you. Okay. So let's try, let's talk dating a little. Yes. So how long after Justin passed, did you start to think about this for yourself? Nine months. Okay. I think it was nine months. <laughs> there was like a friend of a friend who was helping my dad around the house with some like stuff, you know, fixing things and whatever. At your and house or your dad's? I was living with my parents. Oh, so okay. That's I cool. left, yeah, I left my house after Justin died. I left that day that Justin died and never went back. That does not surprise me. Yeah. So we had people come pack my stuff. And so I moved straight in with my parents. Okay. So I was living with my parents and, um, yeah, they had somebody kind of doing like odd jobs and he was very attractive (laughs) and (laughs) started flirting, (laughs) flirting with me. Hmm. And, um, we started texting and that's really all it ever amounted to, but it got me interested enough in, Oh, like, I'm still 
a woman and somebody finds me attractive. <laughs> like I'm not just a widow with a baby, you know, cause I was postpartum. Like, yeah, I didn't feel attractive. I felt like who's going to want not only mm-hmm. a widow, but a widow with a newborn. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think that's oh. so common. And like, I thought that too, right? That the first time somebody was like, showed any interest in me, and I, I was like, oh my God, he thinks I'm attractive. How could he? Like, I'm widowed. I have two kids. I'm like in my late 30s, you know? Yeah. But he did. <laughs> well, yeah, because they don't, they don't see what we see, right? Yeah. You know, and, you know, if a guy's interested in you, they, everything else is just writing on the wall. But mm-hmm. you don't realize that, you know, at, at the time. So it was just enough to get me excited about, oh, well, I was 14 years old when I found my forever person. I've never dated before in my entire yeah. life. Yeah. Not one date. Justin was my first and only date I ever oh went on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to have some fun with this. So that Good. was kind of how it started. Yeah. I had that feeling too. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's do something I've never done before. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my life's all about now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that was how it started for me. Okay. So did you go online? Did you ask friends for recommendations? <laughs> I did both. Um, I went online. I went on, um, let's see, this was 2015. So the dating sites were different then. Yeah. I went, not match, eHarmony. Oh, mm -hmm. (laughs) I did the eHarmony one, which is so funny now because I remember those commercials. But Um, they were definitely selling that as like, if you want to meet your person, eHarmony is the way to go. And it was fun. They like, you, you had to like do these quizzes. Mm-hmm. And then it would match you up based on like your answers. Yeah. So I did eHarmony and then eHarmony just like wasn't doing it for me. I was like, <laughs> I need somebody cute that I can go out with tomorrow. <laughs> like this is taking too long. Yeah. So, not like the super nice church guy. That my <laughs> exactly. <mom> would <laughs> what I wanted. No, no. Um, so I joined Plenty of Fish. Okay. So eHarmony and Plenty of Fish, those were my two... Um, dating sites. And I I went on dates from with men from both. Okay. So did you do a lot of dates? I did. I mean, I wouldn't say a lot, like 20. I would yeah. say like maybe 10 yeah. dates. And that was just from, from the online stuff. I did some other dates with people that set me up and, and that type yeah. of thing. I mean, my first date, like that was weird. It was a guy on, on uh, eHarmony and I would not date anyone local because I was so paranoid. Yeah. You didn't want to be seen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I put my like dating range like, I don't know, it was like three hours away. So this guy, oh <laughs> he drives from Alabama. Shut up. Where do you live? I live in Florida. Oh my so God. I live in, um, I live in the panhandle of Florida. Okay. And so he drives all the way from Alabama just to take me, just to date me on a date. Oh my God. Well, it was eHarmony. So you were supposed to be compatible and perfect marriage material. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we went to um, Dave and Buster's. How oh funny my is that? Yeah. Awesome. And it actually ended up being fun. Like, but the guy was way too country for me. I mean, he had a okay. major accent. And as soon as we sat down, I was like, Ugh, I'm just going to have fun tonight, but this is not going anywhere. Oh man. And then I ended up ghosting the guy and I had never done that before. He was like all into me. And I was just like, I'm not even texting this guy back. Like, oh, you did. I, I know. I was like, <laughs> we went on one date. Like, do I even owe him like a text back? Like, I really don't think so. I mean, yeah. I appreciate him driving three hours, but you know. Yeah. So you did all these dates and then how did you meet your current husband? So I used to know Don. We were, I guess you could say acquaintances. Because we used to work at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bartender and I was a server. And then I quit working there and just started performing there. Okay. So I was singing there a lot. I really got the job there to get a singing job there. Yeah. And so I just always thought he was a nice guy. Like, you know, I was married and I just thought he was nice. And I remember a, one of the girls he was with, like, cheated on him or something and I was mm. hating on her I was like that's just ridiculous he's such a great guy how dare she you know yeah yeah so when I ran into him I was out with some friends and my son I ran into him in, in a barbecue restaurant 
And I hadn't seen him, you know, four years since I yeah. had seen him. And I just remember thinking like, he's cuter mm. than he's cuter than I remember. <laughs> like, you know, or that you allowed yourself to remember. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, when you're married, you know, you might think someone's cute, but you don't at least you shouldn't look right. at them in a, you know, desirable way. Yeah. You have so, to sort of stop that actively. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was like, he's cute. So I messaged my friend, which is a mutual friend and he had a girlfriend. He had, had a girlfriend for quite some time. And I was like, oh, shoot. man. So I was seeing this other guy at the time, which was another friend of hers. We called him Mr. Big because he mm. was super tall like six foot seven like uh-huh that's why you called him Mr. Big <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that's why we called right. him there's a lot of innuendo there yeah I know I know my friends came up with the name because we were big mm-hmm. sex in the city fans yes so like oh yeah. he's Mr. Big and um so actually well never mind I'll tell you off camera why we call him Mr. Big can I put it on Patreon what's Patreon Oh, it's just like, you know, like the membership for the podcast. Yeah, so yeah. If it's a bonus content. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, it's private. <laughs> it's a funny story. So anyways, um, yeah, he ended up, you know, kind of hurting me and, mm. you know, I, I liked him or whatever. And I was all excited about him and it didn't work out. And he was kind of a player, I guess. Mm, okay. When I found out he was with some other girl, I was on tour with my band in, uh, I was at Key West. We were playing at Sloppy Joe's in Key West. And um, I met him through the through the music scene. So I actually started meeting like a lot of guys when I'd be performing. So it was kind of fun, right? Yeah. And um, she texted me and she's like, oh, he's, you know, with somebody else, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, bummer. Like, I've just wasted time with him. Yeah. She's like, but guess who's single? Mm. Like, so she texts me, Dawn. And I just yeah. remember, like, I just lit up. I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe maybe I can go out with Dawn. Like, I just <laughs> thought he was so cute. Yeah. And so she set us up on, you know, weeks later, maybe a month later on like a kind of a group date and mr big was there with his girlfriend get out of town not even kidding yes it is a perfect movie scene i know i know did you stay at the restaurant or did you go somewhere else no we stayed like we all had this group dinner and my one of my best friends um is a guy actually his name's justin pepin he was with me and um so he was kind of like my wingman or whatever okay yeah and so we, we left the restaurant and Don was like, y'all want to go grab a drink? Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay. So <laughs> we left and went and grabbed a drink. And I felt so bad for my friend who was basically sitting back there on his phone, like bored for the next two hours while me and Don are just, <laughs> la, 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 you know? Yeah. He texted me the next day and asked me out. Aww. And that was how we started dating. I love it. <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> no, it's a great story. It's so good because there's like longevity. And so did he know when you met back up with him again, because your husband Seth was so public, did he know about it? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, so this is kind of a funny, like extra little uh, tidbit was, you know how when someone dies, you have the um, the log people sign? Oh, yeah. Um. I never touched my husband's and had, you have to keep in mind, it's been a year and a half at this point. Yeah. yeah. I went on, I think even that night, I have no idea why, but I went and grabbed the log and looked mm. through it and I saw, I saw his name. Mm. It was at Justin's funeral. Okay. And I was like, it was just like this moment wow. like, okay, this is really weird, but I don't know. Like I have a good feeling about it. Yeah. Obviously he cared about you even then if he came to the funeral. Yes. Yes. I mean, he didn't know Justin really um, because he worked with me and, you know, they interacted maybe a handful of times just in the music scene because he was a bartender. And so it was just like this weird moment of clarity for me where it like I gave myself permission to go out with him. And I don't yeah. know why. I think it was like weird. It was the first person I was going out with that actually knew my story and mm. knew me when I was married. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it was kind of like a moment for me. Yeah. So um, how long have you been married now? 
We, um, Thursday is our four year anniversary. Yay. And how long (laughs) did you date before you got married? I think it was three years. It was two years before. I think it was about three years. Okay. So a while. Yeah. Um, we were off and on for a year. Okay. So I broke up with him a lot. I was on tour with my (laughs) band and I was not ready to be in a relationship. And I was like, go away. I need to be single still. Mm. Uh, so because I wasn't you know I was having fun I was like yeah. I don't need to be tied down yeah. so I broke up with him a lot and he just I guess he was patient enough with me and had a good feeling about it and would take me back that is so interesting okay because like I feel like my whole page is basically built on the idea that this is so freaking complicated like you have a million emotions every day they're different so were, were these breakups just because you wanted more freedom or was there, were there other pieces to it? Like, can you give us some insight into that? Oh, they were so, yeah, they were definitely not just the freedom, but they were, I think they started with the freedom, whereas Don came in the picture and our chemistry was just off the charts. Okay. Yeah. So the chemistry was, am- yes, it was amazing. And I felt like a teenager again. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, it was obviously infatuation at first. Yeah. But then I saw like potential in him. I was like, be like someone I could probably marry. And I could tell that he was so into me. Yeah. And for when a guy is like that and they're not afraid to show their cards, like that's, that's a really respectful way to be because most guys are like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, hold out. And, you know, so I held the cards in the relationship because, I had the most to lose, right? You know, Mm -hmm. I had been married for all this time and it was hard for me to open my heart to to really love someone again. So at first it was all just going to be physical, you know, let's just keep this physical and we'll just be friends with benefits and that type of Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, he wore me down, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, so what really sealed the deal for me was when I, I finally let him around my son. Mm. And, and that took all of the first year. Yes. Um, okay. Well, no, he, 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 we had been maybe seeing each other for like maybe four months. Okay. So that was when I really kind of let myself go there, but I still broke up with him, you know, a lot. <laughs> I mean, you have to keep in mind too. I was, I was touring <laughs> with my band four yeah. to five nights a week. So wow. I was on the road meeting people all the time. I just, you know, I didn't want to be tied down. I was like, yeah. So, and this he was my time. Yeah. And I was like, I know that you could be a potential person, but like, I'm not ready for this. So he was just respectful of that. And just, that is really amazing. Cause that yeah. must've been hard for him to like, let you go like that and know that you were out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yes. He, we always use the, um, uh, guns and roses song patience, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that was what he said. I just had to keep thinking about that song. Like, I know this is not a regular or typical situation and she's got a lot going on. And if I'm going to be patient, you know, we might end up in a good place. And, and he was. Yeah. How did like your chorus of people in your life react to you being with him and this stage of your life and all of that? My, I have a lot of friends and they're amazing and they're so supportive of me and they were incredible. I mean, my, my girlfriends were like by living vicariously through me, you know, they're like, tell me about what, what are you wearing (laughs) to your date? You know, did you go to Victoria's Secret and buy new underwear? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) I know I was just thinking the other day, I need to be sponsored by a lingerie company. That's what I need. Definitely. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Right. It was fun. I was like, Ooh, I'm going to buy a new lingerie set, you know, like, yeah. But, um, you know, I guess probably what you're more talking about is, you know, the in-laws and, and that type of thing. And, and even sure. my, my yeah, family and my family, like my mom was my wing woman from afar. You know, uh, she helped me set up my plenty of fish profile and she was all excited. Oh, mom. oh she's amazing. <laughs> and, you know, she was my babysitter, you know. Um, yeah, that's and great. And, you know, we had we had some throwback with the the in-laws because and it wasn't a um issue of I'm not happy for you or I don't want you to be happy it was just more like they had seen me with Justin since I was 14 years old and it was really hard 
It's hard for them to see me moving forward because I don't ever use the term moving on. Yeah. But in their eyes, maybe I was moving on and maybe that was how they saw it. There were, you know, I support you, but then my actions aren't really showing that, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, well, now let's circle back together and let's have another talk. And now we're supportive again. And now we're going to have another little bit of a fallout. Mm. You know, it was kind of like that. Um, And now, I mean, obviously, if I would have picked a man that was not worthy of my my son and, you know, everything. But they just adore Dawn, you know. Yeah. They really do. And we all have a great relationship. And we all have, you know, Thanksgiving together. Or not Thanksgiving because we go see his family. But we have done, like, Christmas together. And, you know, we get together and go out to dinner. And, you know, it's all all good. Is it tricky for you managing, like, Dawn's family and still Justin's family? Like, now you have two sets of in-laws. Okay, so... It might be more tricky, but Don's family lives far away from us. Okay. So Don's family all lives like up north and we're in the south. Okay. So we really only see them like maybe three times a year. Okay. Um, now his family did come when the baby was born and there, you know, was some kind of like intersection, you know, but everybody's just so respectful and, okay. um, you know, so it's it's really not. It was weird for me at first, obviously, now taking in another family, you yeah. know, that's a whole nother story. Like, I was a sure. weirdo. <laughs> I think his family thought I was a weirdo. Like, <laughs> what is she doing up there playing guitar by herself while everybody's here? And I was like, I'm being a musician. I got to focus, <laughs> you know, just so I could be antisocial because I was weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now it's, you know, I mean, I just adore them. You know, they are like another extended family and it's weird to have so many families, you know? Yeah. But like lots of, lots of families look so many different ways that I guess yes. you just adjust. One of the big questions in my head is like, I have all these traditions that my husband and I and our, our kids would do with his family, like Christmas mornings over there and in Easter and like, does like the new person ever come to the old person's family's events like you know what I mean yes and he does he does yes wow Um, so Justin's um Justin's parents are divorced so Mm -hmm. it's family an even bigger yeah extension and I'm close with both sides okay so he has been to um Justin's dad's side of the family lives like an hour away We've gone over there for Easter and we're in the Easter pictures Wow! with all of his family, you know? Yeah. And then we've done like Christmas with Justin's mom's side of the family. Hmm. So, I mean, he is just accepted like he's just one of us. And I think they just have so much respect for, you know, he's, he's Jax's father now. And, you know, I think that's the big part of it is they see how much he loves Jax and, you, you couldn't just not love my husband if you met him. He's just yeah. one, he's of those, one of those guys. He's one of those people that just people just love. I mean, he's just such a nice, great person. So Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. And and I think very comforting to hear. Because yes. like you just kind of create the new normal, right? That's Absolutely. How yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for some quick questions? Yes. Yes. Okay. Let me pull them out. Okay. So we talked about online dating. Um, When you were doing that, did you put your widow status on your profile? I did. You did. What did you say? Do you remember? I just, I just put widow and then I made a joke about how big my boobs were because I was breastfeeding. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping the right kind of guy. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just putting it all out there. I think I said something like I'm currently nursing my child. So my, my <laughs> boobs have their own zip code or something. <laughs> that's awesome. Cause I, I nursed my son for almost two years. Oh yeah. That's so I was still nursing home. when I was dating. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So funny. Okay. <laughs> um, so, all right. You're already married and you have a new baby. Yes. How old is the baby? Two months old. Oh my gosh. Congrats. And this is, um, you had a whole IVF journey, right? Yes. We tried for three years to get pregnant. We had finally got pregnant. We had a miscarriage Mm. right before we were trying to start IVF. And then we had to circle back to IVF and 
we got really lucky or we had one embryo from the whole thing and she turned out to be a baby. Yay. What's her name? Sloan. Sloan. So cute. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. In your, in your dating, like frenzy, we'll call it maybe. Yeah. Did you have any sexual experiences with genders other than your husband's? No. Okay. I think women are beautiful. I probably would have if I had been drunk or something, but no. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have, oh, you moved out of your house right away. Because one of my questions is, did you have sleepovers in your bed that you shared with Justin? Okay. So yes, I did move out of the house, but then I got my own house a year and a half later. I bought Mm. a house for me and Jax and I still had my same bed. Was it weird? And Dawn slept over in my same bed basically sleeping on Justin's pillow. Yeah. And it was, it took me like, I didn't realize it at first. Like, you know, it's all come over, sleep over, whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm like, oh my God, like he's mm-hmm. sleeping on Justin's pillow. Like, this is weird. But I mean, it was the yeah. only pillow I had. Like I, I didn't <laughs> think about it and I hadn't used it in like a year, a year and a half. Yeah. So, yeah. It was weird at first. And I remember I said something to Don about it. I was like, I know you're sleeping on Justin's pillow, right? And he was like, mm. I know. I was like, he'd been thinking about it. Was that weird for you? He's like, a little. He's like, yeah. but I figured if it bothered you, you would take it out of the room. I'm like, okay. That was it. We have new pillows now, but. Yeah. Yeah. When you were swiping and dating, did you date anyone named Justin or who looked like him? I did not date anyone who had his name, but I did. Would you have? Like, would you have been open to that? Probably not. That probably would have been weird. But I really was really into musicians with long hair. Okay. You know, because Justin's a musician with long hair. Yeah. Yeah. And then I married Don, who's got short hair and he's not a musician. But, you know. All right. Well, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did you feel the widow's fire? Definitely. Absolutely. How long do you think it took for that to kick in? Knowing you were postpartum, so maybe a little different. It was like a year. Okay. Yeah. So oh, wow. some people are like two weeks. Oh yeah. But yeah, like you said, I was postpartum. So, you know, it took a while for myself to heal up and actually, yeah. you know, I was just drowning in baby milk, you know, oh, yeah. for a while. So <laughs> like it, was a little, <laughs> it was a little longer for me, but yeah. Okay. Did you give me song recommendations? Mm-hmm, I did. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Can you tell? So um, the Shoop Shoop song, I know that sounds funny, but do you know what that song is? <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's basically called, it's in, it's in His Kiss is the oh, chorus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's called the Shoop Shoop song. Cute. And An oldie. Yes, it's because like in my memoir that I'm writing, one of my chapters is titled It's in His Kiss. And it's mm-hmm. because I felt like that moment when I really knew Dawn was the one that was what told me like it was his kiss like it was so amazing and it gave me that same feeling that Justin's kiss gave me Mm. and so that one Um, and then the other one is bring me to life Mm -hmm. um Evanescence Evanescence yes (laughs) karaoke song (laughs) so in my band we did a lot of cover songs and this was one of the songs that I sang Mm. and you know how powerful that song is. Well, it's even like tenfold when you're singing it on a stage with a band. And so that was my resurrection song, like bring me to life, like this, you know, music, you know, starting my life over. It's all what brought me back to life. And so that's why I picked that song. You know, I want to hear you sing it so badly, but I don't think the audio is going to do it justice. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't either. I might have a recording somewhere. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, that song is very powerful. I hadn't thought about it that way, but that makes so much sense. Yes. Such a good choice. Yes. So two last questions. One is, how do you think you've changed the most from when you were married, married to Justin versus who you are now? I was just such a, I made a post about this the other day on my Instagram, like a bubble person is what I called Mm -hmm. it. I found love at 14 years old and got married at 20 and had this perfect marriage. I mean, people were like, oh, you guys are like a fairy tale, you know, Mm -hmm. and we really were, you know, I had parents who were still married, you know, I hadn't gone through really any heartbreaks or heartaches in life. Just, you know, my grandma dying was, you know, the, the first. Yeah my God, like I'm just 
100% not the same person. Mm -hmm. And it was a combination of obviously widowhood and going through so much trauma. Um, because, you know, with mine, it wasn't just grief. I have post-traumatic stress disorder. I witnessed Justin's death. It was very yeah. violent. So it really changed the chemistry in my brain. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and then just to even also becoming a mom. So I became yeah. a mom at the same time I became a widow Ugh. And I don't know what it's like to be a mom outside of being a widow or, yeah. you know, so um, I'm just a different person altogether. I'm better. Yes, I do think I'm better, but I'm also a little sometimes a little more broken. And mm. I think I would be fooling myself if I didn't say that. Um, yeah. Stuff hits me harder. You know, the little things have a bigger impact on me. Sometimes I have a harder time coming back from something that might have been something so simple before. Yeah. Um, but I am able to reach down, you know, and pull from that strength that I was able to pull from when I was at my darkest and yeah. realize that I am a all around, probably stronger person. Yeah. I know that this is like not an easy answer, but do you have like a, maybe a short version of where you feel like your relationship with God is at this time in your life? Wow, I've never been asked that before. Um, mm. Just knowing you grew up in the church and yeah, um, I you know honestly I was very like anti for a while. I was like mm. never going to church again. Like I am not, you know, this is all you know how how could God do this to me? You know, I was in a I was in church. I saved myself from marriage. Did it all right did for all it right. all to just implode right when my life was really taking <laughs> off. Yep. And I was like, no, like, this is not fair. And then you hear stories of people who say, God intervened and, you know, saved or think about this moment where this person could have died and then they were saved, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm just like, well, what about person. me and what happened yeah. to me? Like, yeah. so it's taken me a long time to get there. And I would say that I'm, um, I still have faith. Yes. Um, my faith is not what it used to be. It's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my relationship is different. But I do still believe and I do still have faith, but it took me some time to get there. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I that. Um, okay, so the final question is, what's one thing that you're really looking forward to? Well, I am really looking forward to raising my daughter outside mm. of trauma and grief. Yeah. Obviously, the trauma and grief is still there, but it's not bam, you, your life just turned upside down. Now you're a mom. Yeah. Um, you know, I get to raise my daughter with, from the very beginning with a, with a husband. Yeah. I didn't, wasn't able to do that before. So I'm really looking forward to just kind of how our, our home life and, you know, marriage changes and adjusts. And I'm really looking forward to my career. Like I've, I'm really excited about my career and I love what I do. And Still in music? No, I'm not in music. I had to step away from music because you have to be on the road to make money with music. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're, you know, a major, you know, celebrity like Christina Aguilera, which she still has sure. to go on the road. There's just no, it, it's just too hard to, to have a family. Just like I was going to step away yeah. with me and Justin, like I could only hold it up for like three years when yeah. Jax and then by the time he was like three getting into four I was like I can't take him on the road with me anymore yeah and so I couldn't take yeah. him on the road with me anymore I had to walk away yeah um, so I still dabble in it I still do music like you know um every now and then but mm -hmm. it's not my main career goal like writing is my main career goal and coaching and um yeah kind of the whole um inspirational, motivational speaking. I'm getting into yeah. some of that. So, so we know we can find you on Instagram at the singing widow. Yes. And then is there a website as well? Yes. The singing widow.com. Okay, cool. I'll and I'm on TikTok, TikTok, the singing widow as well. <laughs> um, and I'm about to, I'm so behind, but I did want to say this. I am about to ready to finish my book. That's so exciting. I have one chapter, like I've had one chapter, <laughs> to go for the past four months and yeah, but like the, the, you're so close that's that must be so thrilling it really is well this is my first book and this is going to yeah. be a book for 
all the other widows or widowers or just anyone who's lost a partner. Yeah. And I am so excited to put it out there because I've really tried to write from my perspective as a new widow and what everything that I went through and tried to offer helpful advice and tips and all of that for yeah. anyone who is recently widowed um, yeah. or widowered, however you want to say it. So that is so awesome. Well, we're, we will anxiously await the release yes. of your book. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, Jess, this is so great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Totally. Yeah. I, I really like what you're doing here. It's, oh, thank it's, you. It's, it's, I've done a lot of podcasts, but yeah, I've never I, really gotten to dive into the like, fun side of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, and there is some good, you know, and beauty and excitement. And I don't know, I guess like there's just part of me that's like, I just, I I have to hold on to like the beauty. Otherwise you just drowned, you know? Oh, absolutely. We could wallow in the darkness as long as we possibly choose to. And we all still have those days, I'm sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But but it's exhausting. It is. You got, you finally, I remember I finally got to a point where I was like, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just over it. Like, yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. So, bring on something good. So, it's nice. It's nice to think about, yeah. you know, well, there are still like fun moments in life and we can take those and run with them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like Mr. Big. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Jess. Have a good one. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. So as we mentioned mid-interview, the Mr. Big Story is available on Patreon and it is funny. It's worth listening to. So if you are a Patreon, check that out. Also, just I have, again, been so overwhelmed by the response to the podcast. And thank you so much for all the wonderful notes that you send. And I will also just ask kindly that you would add those kind of notes and reviews to Apple Podcasts review section because those go a long way. I am absolutely loving doing this, talking with all of you. If you feel like you have a unique story, reach out to me or a story that we haven't yet touched on. I'm really, really trying to provide a wide range of people for the show. So hit me up. Looking forward to hearing from you. Have a good week, everybody.